Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, get us talking, get us wondering, get us imagining, and maybe getting us to do something because we made the connection. So have you been baking during this pandemic? A lot of people have. A lot of baking goods are are in shortage in grocery stores. And maybe it's in our DNA to bake in a crisis or bake when we want to feel more whole. Something in us that is maybe part survival. Also, maybe it's about sustaining community. And I have a hunch it's about creating the connection. So we have as our topic today, helping communities heal one pie at a time. And we have some wonderful women who will be joining us. We have Rose McGee and Rosalind Harmon, and they're here to share about the healing process. And they have a guest that I'm going to let them introduce, um, Jazalette, but I'll, I'll let them tell a little bit more about Jazalette. And... Um, talking about where did this all start? How did pie baking become part of a healing process? And to start us off, I'm going to have Rose um, share a little bit about each of the, the guests that are uh, that she's bringing today. And then tell us about how did you start baking sweet potato pies, Rose? Welcome. Well, thank you, Lori. It's always great being on your show. I was just sitting here trying to think how many years ago <laughs> was the first time that I was on. It's been a while, and yeah. I really appreciate your friendship and your um, just, you know, staying in touch with us and Kate Toll for getting us on with you and certainly our mayor, Shep Harris, in Golden Valley, who in part had a lot to do with our being able to be on the show today, too. So thank you for that. And I do want to mention that um, support for the program comes from the law firm of Fredrickson and Byron and their attorneys helping clients and the community navigate challenges and uncertainty. And you can learn more about them at fredlaw.com. Excellent. See, you did that perfectly. Perfectly. They're good people and we appreciate their support. And we appreciate their support of you. I do, too. I do, too, because sweet potato comfort pie is um, the, the it's what we've now evolved into, and officially we're now a nonprofit, and certainly they did assist us with that. Um, Jessica over there has been magnificent. Um, the project itself um, is, I've sort of told the story uh, several times, but yeah, I think it was 2014, I was sitting there getting frustrated as I watched people um, on television, very hopeless faces, like colors that look like mine, in Ferguson, Missouri. And it bothered me that this was happening, and I wonder, well, what can I do? And the heartbreak of a young man being shot. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the heartbreak of... Uh, Michael Brown um, was the young man who was killed right outside um, where he lived at his grandparents. So here um, I was being very upset of of seeing this hopelessness and wondered what I could do. And as far as I'm concerned, it was the Lord who spoke to me and said, take some pies down there. And I'm like, pies? Why would I take (laughs) pies down there, sweet potato pies? I knew how to make them. I had been selling them, you know, several years at various markets and um, eventually stopped because it was very taxing on my body. I was still working full time. And then on weekends, you know, my children don't want to speak to me today because I would drag them out early in the morning to be down at the farmer's market. Right. So um, my daughter, who we'll hear from a little bit later, Rosalind Harmon, and um, she wrote a poem to accompany me. Um, with those pies that we gave out, and we still use that poem today. Another young lady who we'll hear from later today is Jazalette Wandrett, who lives over in St. Paul, and I've known Jazalette since she was a little girl, and she's just a a remarkable um, performing artist, and 
you know, community activist in her own way. And she is, um, we're looking forward to hear from her later today, too. And isn't it wonderful that as you're thinking about what you can do, that the pie that so represents the the loving culture of the African-American community can be that catalyst, um, can look at a way of being able to build community. Yes, it is, actually. It's so surprising. It lets you know, uh, Lori, that we never know um, in life what direction stuff is going to go, right? Right. (laughs) We we see it all the time. Uh, One day a person is admired by the world, and within seconds, one little thing can make everybody anti and hate that person. Mm. Um, it's, it's just incredible. So the pie itself, um, how it evolved is just something that people basically just put together, you know, with, with the remnants of whatever there was. And over time, it became that remarkable thing that we consider, I consider it anyway, as being the sacred dessert of black culture. Because growing up in the South, it was always there um, when something special was happening, uh, particularly um, uh, around services, church services. And it was that, it was the the dessert of that soul food, if you will. It was the go-to. It was the go-to special mm -hmm. dessert. Yeah. It, it was, and I can just remember having grown up with my grandmother and great-grandmother, how, you know, they would just go in the kitchen and whip up sweet potato pie, and the little pans, you know, little tin pans, and they'd roll out some dough, and uh, my great-grandmother would put just a little um, cloth over it because we didn't have, you know, the foil and the cellophane and all that stuff, um, you know, saran wrap type stuff to cover. And so you just put a dish rag over the pie and off you go to take it to whoever you were delivering it to. And people loved it when my great-grandmother or my grandmother would bring a, a sweet potato pie to them. And that's the the way it goes. And it, and for others, it could have been something else. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a cousin who made coconut cakes that were remarkable. And so you, when she would drive all the way from where she lived over to my grandmother's to deliver a, a coconut cake because she was just, has had my grandmother on her mind that was always a, a, amazing but to find a coconut cake like that coconut cake uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> nope not anymore so uh, it, it depends on what it is you know that happens to be um that cultural food in in your culture or whatever it is mm-hmm. that made your soul warm <laughs> and, and com- warmed your soul that's that's what soul food is about that's the, the power if you will of food, and some people it's the peach cobbler, um, and some people it could very well be a chocolate chip cookie, and uh, you know, or whatever it happens to be, as long as it's something that connects you to um, to something loving and warm and caring, and we need that now. We need that in ways that can help bridge the cultures. And I love how you connect it to comfort and re- what does comfort mean? And and comfort is so needed when there's pain. You know, comfort yeah. is so needed when there is um, discouragement and and anger. There's something that allows us to feel something deeper when we're given a gift of um, comfort. And and that's what you – I know we're, we're coming – we have only a few minutes, but I, I love how you shared when you first came down to Ferguson with these pies, what do you do? <laughs> Where do you go? <laughs> Tell me about that, that first experience of here. You've got pies in the backseat. You wanted to make a pie and you go to Ferguson. What happened? Well, one of the things that occurred to me was, I mean, girl, you got your nerve. You're coming from Minnesota, and you're going to an area that is filled with with folks who know how to make sweet potato pie. You think they're going to really want it? That did occur to me, and um, I got to thinking about that, but I also realized that it was rather presumptuous of me to just go waltzing into somebody's community with stuff. So I did make a couple of calls 
to see what people thought about that. Um, I wanted to come, but I didn't want to just, you know, be invasive and be disrespectful. And folks that I talked to thought it was a beautiful idea. So I have a friend in Chicago, Naomi Davis, who runs a powerful organization called Big Blacks in Green. And so I stopped uh, there on the way. It happened to have been a day of the kickoff of their African festival. And what Naomi's organization does is right in the inner city there of Chicago, help people to understand how to raise healthy foods and to eat healthy and to have sustainable um, foods available for them. So she wanted me to stop there and attend the the kickoff, and I, I did. And there were these. Um, there was a chef who was cooking collard greens and helping people to understand how to cook them and eat them healthy. And then there was a group of elderly black women, and Naomi had told me, "Bring bring a, bring some pie, bring some pie." Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, I sat there and watched this group of black women taste the pie. Mm. And when I saw their heads nod up mm. and down and a smile, I said, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> well, well I, I've had your pie and it is amazing. I, there, oh, there's nothing you. like it. Nothing <laughs> like it. So that's sort of what happened. And then I went on to Ferguson, a pastor. I contacted a pastor who contacted a pastor down there, and he served as our guide to Ferguson, and he had, um, you know, ideas, because, you know, St. Louis and Ferguson, they're all right there together, just like here, yeah. you know, Twin Cities, Bloomington, Burnsville, everything's right together. So she, he, rather, um, took us over to Ferguson, took us over to Michael Brown's um, memorial, and I have the pies, and what I did was ask people if they would accept a pie. I did not go and say, here, here's a pie. Right. But I asked and explained. And um, when I arrived, the initial disturbance had ceased because, you know, how it is, it, things calmed down, and now they were waiting to see if there would be an indictment or not. Right. So it was sort of an eerie quietness in the air. So mostly folks who on the streets were like me. They had come from outside of Ferguson. But um, there were some residents there, and um, I did approach some of them, and they couldn't believe it. And uh, they looked at the pie and saw how delicious it looked, and then the aroma just came right out of the box. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, again, and, and I'll never forget one woman saying to me, honey, you're just a saint. You're just, oh, no, she said, you're an angel. Oh, yeah. um, she says, um, yeah, you're going to sell all those pies today because down here, you can't get a good sweet potato pie anywhere. I said, no, ma'am, I'm not selling them. She says, you're giving them away? <laughs> I said, yes. Well, yeah, you really are an angel. Mm-hmm. So the idea of taking something that special and um, just giving it to someone, it, it, it meant a lot. But what I did discover as I listened was people did want to be listened to and treated with respect, and that's why I came back home and contacted um, our mayor and some other folks in the community and said, we've got to do something right here in order to try and get communication going between people and to build relationships between people. And with that, I think we're going to need to take a pause and be able to go to commercials. But I want folks to be thinking about um, this, this pie as a metaphor for change as well as a way to connect, as a way to build something better and giving a chance for us to be able, I loved how you said it gave a chance for people to communicate. It gave a chance to have a conversation and we need conversation right now. And in our next segment, we're going to be talking about Juneteenth and the conversation with Juneteenth and sweet potato pie and Rose McGee. And I want to make sure that folks know to get to, um, the website that talks more about this, it's sweet potato comfort pie org. Great stuff there. Take a look at it. And we'll be back after a few a few short commercials. Clockwork is an experienced design and technology agency, which means they help transform businesses around the globe by connecting people 
processes, and technology. They bridge the gap between marketing and technology to put people at the heart of digital solutions, transforming how your customers interact with your brand. Clockworks Technology Consulting, Experience Design, and Software Development Expertise makes them a full-service digital partner to help you design your customer experience, build an app, or connect all of your digital properties into one seamless system. If you're in need of major tech updates but aren't sure where to start, they'll help you figure that out, too. To learn more about how they've helped other businesses make digital transformation less painful, visit clockwork.com slash radio. Clockwork. Digital done right. Hi, everyone. Matt McNeil here. I want to thank everyone from the bottom of my heart who's become a member of AM950 over the last few weeks. You can become a member by simply heading over to am950radio.com and donating. The membership response has been so great, we're planning on launching some brand new members-only content, like a monthly Tom Hartman interview and weekly updates with new content. Head over to am950radio.com and declare, yes, I want to support AM950. For everyone who is a member, thank you so very much for your support. And thanks for listening to the progressive voice of Minnesota, AM950. Even though these are challenging times, All Energy Solar is still committed to providing you a cost-effective, environmentally friendly energy system through their zero-contact protocol. Solar remains a great value and long-term investment, but some of the incentive programs will be expiring soon. All Energy Solar can walk you through the entire process. They can evaluate your property by phone or webinar and can even complete preliminary design work without visiting your home. So start saving on your energy bill today and visit allenergysolar.com. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style, Saturdays at 7 and Sundays at 5. You know, we're all sitting at home right now, and chances are you've noticed a thing or two that you wish you could change. Well, the Habitation Design staff is here to help. Right now, we're offering free virtual interior design services. It works like this. You guys are home. We're all at home. Let's schedule a virtual walkthrough of your space. Using FaceTime, Zoom, or Skype, one of our degreed professional interior designers will take a look, tell you precisely how to measure your room, then provide you with specific product recommendations, a design plan, and everything you need to make your space beautiful and functional. So we've all got the time. Why don't we take advantage of it? Call Habitation at 952-426-3548. That's 952-426-3548 and schedule your virtual design appointment today. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm your host, Lori Fitz. And I want to make a special mention about the support for this program today. It's from the uh, Fredrickson and Byron Law Firm. And um, they show businesses how to prepare for post-pandemic workplace at fredlaw.com. They're doing great work. And they've been supporting Rose McGee, who has been uh, exploring how to help communities heal one pie at a time. And today we're talking about the healing process, that sweet potato pies, how they can be a catalyst for building a caring and supportive community. Welcome, Rose. So glad you're here. And I understand you're going to be having Rosalind Harmon and Jazalette Wandrick join us in this segment. Yeah, I'm really excited about them. You know, um, Rosalind is my daughter, and she's just a beautiful inside and out. She really is. I I can say that about my own child. Yes. And all of these young ladies who are um, out here um, have just, uh, that I've had the blessing to know, uh, Jazlet being one of them and and her beautiful sister, Mishi, her parents over in St. Paul, um, uh, Jim and Shillette, and they've just done a beautiful job with with raising their daughters. And now Jazlet is a mom. She has a beautiful little one. And... So I'm sure she'll mention her, but the both of them are on, um, and I, I think they're. I'm going to let them take it away and talk how they want to talk about things. I'm not sure if we're ready to move into June 10th well, or not. Yeah, but. yeah. Let, let's let's talk. Uh, you were pretty busy on Thursday. I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- yeah, t- uh, tell me what's up with pie baking and Juneteenth and Thursday night, and and how you're bringing pies to June t- Juneteenth. 
Well, and I'll back up a little bit as to how this all started. Uh, when Mr. George Floyd was was uh, murdered um, almost a month ago now, I can't believe how time is flying, but um, I, I was sitting there in my home wondering what in the world can I do because these young people who I love were out there in the streets. Uh, curfew had started, and I'm at home, and it's curfew, but yet I know these kids are out here, um, and I'm. what do I do? And so I sat up, fully dressed all night. About 4.30, I finally did go to sleep. And then I woke up about 7, like, okay, I'm going to do this again tonight, curfew. But I can't just sit up and do nothing. Okay, I'll make some pies. Because when COVID first happened, I actually made pies and set them on my front porch in plastic bags with plastic gloves and said, please come pick them up, people, whoever wants to, and deliver them to people who you know, our first responders. And that made me feel better knowing that I was able to do something. So that was the concept. I was going to do that again um, on Sunday night. And then about 5 o'clock that afternoon, I thought, no, I don't need to make pies by myself. Um, People can make pies. They're at home, too. They are not going anywhere. They can make pies. And so people, I went on Facebook Live, and I just started instructing people to make sweet potato pies. And then the next day, let's just take them out. So some people joined me, and we took them up to the memorial site, and we gave them to volunteers at the site. And that's sort of how that went. So thought I'd do and, it again. And you got a couple features on national news on that, too, as I recall. Yeah, got quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, and it's still happening, um, actually. But we were not expecting that sort of response. And so Thursday night, I thought it's the night before Juneteenth. See, Juneteenth has always been a part of my heart. This year, it's become a part of the world's heart because of all that's been going on. Um, and that's a good thing. But all of a sudden, boom, it's happened, right? Yeah. Uh, Juneteenth. But Juneteenth has always been um, something that I've, I've acknowledged since I've learned about it because I didn't learn about it until late. But what I wanted to do was say, okay, people, um, tomorrow is Juneteenth, and I'd like you to make some pies. And in, 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 in for justice, take those pies out to people that you know and give it to them as a gesture of uh, this is your pie for justice um, in recognition of Juneteenth today. And so that's what we did yesterday and today. Um, so much and it's really a weekend. About. It's a weekend celebration. It is. It yeah. is a weekend celebration. Typically, um, it, it, because Juneteenth fell on Friday, um, yesterday, um, typically the celebrations are the weekend of Saturday before the actual 19th, mm-hmm. rather than commemorating it after 19th. So traditionally, that's how it's gone. But this year, it's all over the place. Yeah. Last year, a lot of places did celebrate it. I mean, last weekend, a lot of places across the country did acknowledge Juneteenth last weekend, whereas many of them acknowledge it yesterday, and many of them are acknowledging it today as well. Roz, in the last segment, your mom mentioned that she dragged you to the farmer's market um, and shared a poem uh, that you had written. Would you be so kind to share that poem with us? Oh, absolutely. Sweet potato comfort pie. From the community of Golden Valley, Minnesota, to wherever you reside, make the sweet potato pie soothe and warm your inside. Take time to laugh, cry, and remember those you love, but never forget your strength that comes from above. From family to community and community to your heart, Unity and peace is where comfort and joy start. So today, be blessed. Remember to eat, pray, and love as you partake in making a difference, for there is much to be proud of. Enjoy. That is so beautiful, Roz. And it really, it, it so encapsulates everything about creating that comfort and, and also empowerment. Um, was there something yeah. that inspired you that that brought those words more powerfully to mind for you when you wanted to share this with with your mom's pie? 
You know, I think what inspired me was when we were trying to figure out how to do these pies in a way that, you know, um, would make an impact with the community, but we're not selling them. Um, it was just amazing how, you know, unified Golden Valley, the, the, the friends of ours, family members of ours that just reside in Golden Valley came to just really sit down to be like, you know, how can we help you, Rose, to push this initiative? How can we be of service? And, and Mayor Shep Harris, he was, you know, one of the ones to really come to the to the forefront with that. And then, you know, Kate Toll and so many others. And so we're sitting in, you know, my childhood home, my mother's home, just really trying to figure out how can we make an impact. And so we were like, why not right here in Golden Valley? You know, when we think about uh, honoring Martin Luther King Jr., um, we were doing that so prevalent in Minneapolis as well as St. Paul with the breakfast and the, the marching. But we resided in Golden Valley. And it was like, you know, we are not doing anything to celebrate in OK Day in Golden Valley um, or diversity, uh, you know, on, on racial matters, period. And so how can we bring this initiative in a way that starts right here in our hometown? Because, yeah, uh, it started to become a thing where I would attend all events over in Minneapolis. My mom would attend events in Minneapolis. A lot of, you know, black Golden Valley residents were attending events in Minneapolis, you know, representing that side as if that was, our resident, but it's like we live in Golden Valley. So um, to really make that impact and to really, you know, sit down and talk with community members, um, especially our mayor, it, it was just, it was profound. And so, you know, when we talk about these pies, it's not just baking pies out into the community. It's also backing it up with education. And my mother, as well as myself, were educators. And so to really make sure that people, you know, sit down and learn about not only the history of the pies, but why we're doing this initiative, which is gifting pies to celebrate others in the community, as well as um, talk about race, uh, racial injustice, whether in Golden Valley, in the city where you grew up, you know, um, white privilege, white supremacy, what does that look like um, from all you know, ranges of ages. And so to have that conversation, to have that dialogue, to bake, you know, and, and commune with one another, that, that's powerful. And so that's where the inspiration of this poem came from because, you know, we are residents of Golden Valley, you know, um, which makes up the whole community. But we found ourselves doing so much in Minneapolis that it was like, you know, this is where it starts, right here, right here at home. Roz, thank you so much. I mean, there, mm -hmm. there's so much packed in there about pride yes. and community <laughs> and um, communication and education and people coming together and, and, and being able to have the tough conversations and leading it through yeah. sweet potato pie. Jazzalette, I promise, next segment. <laughs> going to talk about <laughs> the great stuff you're doing too but i have to take a break but i want folks to know to learn more information you can go to sweetpotatocomfortpie.org wonderful work being done by wonderful people and i i feel so privileged to have you all on the 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 show today and to have this conversation but we'll be right back and we'll learn more about some art and a spoken piece that jazzalette will be sharing with us stay tuned Standard Heating and Air Conditioning knows it's June when us Minnesotans finally stop talking about how cold it is and start talking about how hot it is, which is the perfect time for Standard Summer is Here sale. During June, you can save $900 on a new air conditioner with payments as low as $47 a month for 0% financing. Find out more about these great savings at StandardHeating.com. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. 
comfort you deserve since 1930. Hey, I guess we found a new name for our show. Really? What's the new name? Pilot's Progressive Party. How did you ever come up with that? (laughs) Pilot's our name and progressive fun is our game. (laughs) Well, what's that about? It's a one-hour new show with progressive guests and information you normally don't hear on the radio. Well, that's so exciting. I have a few ideas for guests myself. I know they'll be progressive. Wednesdays from 5 to 6 p.m. on AM 950. The Progressive Voice of Minnesota. It's 6.42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, hey! the dreaded splash fight. It's dad o'clock, and it's the best time of the day. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. I'm Candy Braffle, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings Magazine and host of Green Tea Conversations, a new show for people who are on a journey to take responsibility for their health and play a more active role in their family's well-being. Join me every Sunday at 10 a.m. as I interview local experts who share the latest in natural holistic approaches in a fun and informative way. So grab a cup of tea and join the conversation as we awaken to natural health. Visit us at naturaltwincities.com. Hi, this is Chad from AM 950. Whether it's storm damage from the past or a new issue that's popped up over the years, Snap Construction is the company we trust for all roofing, siding, windows, and exterior construction needs. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed roofing, siding, and window company in the metro. Ryan has worked with many of our listeners and is excited to help more. Thank you to all the listeners we have worked with and all the listeners at AM 950 that we haven't had the opportunity to work with yet. This is Ryan, owner of Snap Construction. Safety of our homeowners and our team at Snap Construction has always been the utmost priority. We are still offering free, no-contact estimates. This summer at Snap Construction, we've rolled out a new referral program. Mention AM950, and we'll make a donation to the station in your name. Together, we can all work to ensure AM950 continues to thrive and grow in our communities. Call for your free estimate today. 612-333-SNAP. 612-333-SNAP. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today, chance of storms with high near 77. While tonight's mostly cloudy with a low around 60. Tomorrow, chance of storms with a high near 83. Monday, chance of storms with a high near 78. And Tuesday, mostly sunny, high near 75. Local restaurants are now offering patio dining, limited dine-in, and they're still offering carry-out. So if you want the money that you spend to stay local and help them keep their doors open, go to eatlocalminnesota.com for a list of local restaurants. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And support for this program comes from the law firm of Fredrickson & Byron. Their clients engage Fredrickson and Bryan to help them achieve their business goals. Fredrickson and Bryan, the, uh, the firm where business and law meet. You can learn more at fredlaw.com. And today we've been talking about sweet potato pie, helping communities heal one pie at a time. And we have Rose McGee who, who thought a pie might be the answer to uh, making a difference. And building community, and dealing with with the pain of injustice, and the pain of many years of uh, not being able to have good conversation. Maybe having a piece of pie and a cup of tea, and talking about things that matter, uh, will be a, a way to make a difference. So, thank you, Rose. Thank you for for what you've done uh, for so many. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but it's really, I'm, I'm propelled, or my energy is propelled by the volunteers and the people who work with me, and I'm just so appreciative of that. So this young lady, I just want to get make sure we get her in <laughs> yes. uh, before I get to rambling and we forget it. But Miss Jazzalette, um, just to bring her in in her own artistic way. Jazzalette, you have a spoken piece for us. Yes, ma'am, I do. And we'd love to hear um, This is a piece that I wrote, actually, a few years ago. Um, and it is, in my mind, um, it helps set up the idea of freedom 
just not physically but mentally. And so I will jump right in if that's okay. Yes, please. Okay, so the name of this piece is I Can Only Be Me. Intimidation is not in my consideration, nor is it my creditation, because I'm royalty within my own. My own right, my own life, writing to survive and a daughter to raise. Everything I do is so my Zalea can have it made. I take control of me because I am valuable to me. I set my mind free. Hold on, wait, stop it. I don't think you feel me. You can't control me or clone me or hold me too closely because I shall not be tamed or put in a mindset that holds me back and set a frame. Set a frame that's trying to back me in and box me in. Oh, no, a tamed world locking and caging me in. I set my mind free. Yes, honey, I'm a black queen. I value me. My black life matters. I need no approval. I set my soul on fire, and I set my mind free. Thank you. Thank you. Jasmine. It's amazing, beautiful piece. Can, can you share um, how how you what inspired you to create this and and your feelings around it? There's so many beautiful parts to that, and I I love honoring you as a beautiful black queen. You are. Well, what helped me to write this? Um, one is I'm a mother of an eight year old little girl, an African American little girl, and I wanted her to understand that one, you be proud of the skin you're in. And just because today in society there's many things that will hold us back from racism to this inequalities, you can choose to be free, regardless of if you're not physically free. Um, I understand there's so much to work forward and work towards nowadays. But I feel like you can't honestly be free until you open your mind to be that. Um, I wrote this to encourage her and to show her that there's more to it today that she can move and work forward and look forward to. And have you had conversations with your daughter during this, you know, both the COVID-19 as well as the, the, uh, I've had many conversations with my little girl. T- um, talk to talk me about that. Quite yeah. Frequently. And I'm one of the conversations that I bring to light um, is one, like even when we talk about how she interacts, like with police officers right. and how I tell her that it's her job. And this will might be an uncomfortable conversation, but it's her job to make the police feel comfortable around her. Hmm. It's her skin color that she has to let them know that she's safe because otherwise it could be a difference in, you know, life or death for her. And she's, um, we and, talk, she's, and like, she's, she's eight, eight years she's old. highly intelligent, but we talk about it all the time. I want her to be just as educated as I was growing up. Um, even just to say, like, for me, slavery, the talk of Juneteenth, it was something that was regular. And I want to also say thanks to Miss McGee um, because of the plays that I was in. And she opened my mind to different histories uh, for African-Americans. And I wanted my daughter to have that same perspective. And she's eight years old. And she's eight years old. And you, and and it just breaks my heart that she needs to make a grown man feel comfortable. Is just uh, it breaks. It's an uncomfortable yeah. conversation, but yeah. it's a very real yeah. situation. Yeah. And hopefully, <laughs> we can get some folks to hear uh, how uh, we're all family. Can can, can we? not go into can, can can police just knock it off you know what does it take for the police to treat everyone with the same respect and have equal rights under the law and equal protection under the law i mean it, it just outrages me that an eight-year-old has to make a, a grown man feel comfortable but i do understand that it's important and and i do think it's important that you've had these conversations I have these conversations because I don't ever want her to be unprepared. And I'm from Minnesota, but I also grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. So I've been through Ferguson and she's been able to witness the same things. And so she knows that these are different times and she's growing up in a different day and age, even than from what I am. I'm a millennial. So, you know, it's different for her than it was for me growing up. And these are different times. And I want her to be eyes wide open to these different times. Now, you've been in a play that Rose uh, wrote, uh, the Juneteenth, and and Rosalind, you directed that play, is that right? Correct, I did. Yes, correct. Tell us about the play. 
Whoever. Well, go for it. Um, Juneteenth play was a play that I um, missed, and he actually cast me in as a young child, so I've been able to play multiple different roles within the play. And it touches on slavery. And for me, as being a younger person, I can't speak for everyone, but um, it really opened my eyes to me wanting to learn the different histories of African Americans and how we came and how Juneteenth came to be and how the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, um, as well as how we were still slaves for two years, even after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. Um, it's something that I didn't learn in school. And so Miss McGee actually brought it to life, our history. And it is, it's an amazing play. And Ross, how did, how did it feel to mm-hmm. be directing your mom's play? You know, it was, it was great. Um, the experience for doing it, you know, um, cause we would perform over at the landmark center over in St. Paul as well as the Fitzgerald theater. Um, you know, it's, it's a great cast. A lot of the cast, you know, started young, like jazzy, and then, you know, grew into different roles and characters. So there'd be characters that they'd want to grow into to play. And then they would, um, the play is also, you know, it's a love story. So, you know, not only are you sharing the history of Juneteenth and what that's about, it's also capturing the essence of two young people who fell in love during that time. And their love, you know, no matter the obstacles that came between them, the injustice that came between them, they were still able to flourish in love. And it's, it's, it's a very PG type of uh, love, um, that agape love yep. that is just so, just so beautiful to see. Um, very proud fact um, that, you know, I, I tell my mom all the time, so many young people who started off with her play who had never acted before as well as adults are doing wonderful things now in life. You've got, you know, Melvin Carter, who's now the mayor of St. Paul. He started off as the main character and then he directed with me um, later on. Um, Arnie Jelton, who is now acting um, in L.A. doing commercials and all kinds of stuff. And he said, you know, if it wasn't for Kumbaya, he wouldn't be doing what he's doing. Um, Johnny Brown, who's out in St. Paul, who's singing all over doing Teddy Pendergrass. You know, it was Kumbaya that helped him to just open up. And then we have, you know, rest in peace, um, Bobby, um, who is a huge community activist um, in the city. So we've had a lot of great people come out from Juneteenth, um, Kumbaya, the Juneteenth story. And it's just been a blessing. And so to see how today or yesterday it's now becoming you know, people want to make it a law. And then I'm sitting here seeing on Amazon and Target and, and Netflix, like, honoring Juneteenth. And it's like, hello, this has been going on for years. Um, <laughs> what is going on? Uh, just showing up. Already. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I really had to give, you know, proper kudos to my mother for, um, you know, having the knowledge and the wherewithal to be able to educate us so so many years ago on the history of this. I love, I love that you shared, I love that you share where people are today and how art made a difference. And so art and pie and the next segment, we'll talk a little bit about tea too and ways that um, we can inspire community to be doing something to connect. And I've got to go to break now, but check out sweetpotatocomfortpie.org. Listen in because in our next segment, we'll be talking about uh, what can you do and how can you maybe bake some pies and talk about things that matter. We'll be right back. Clockwork is an experienced design and technology agency, which means they help transform businesses around the globe by connecting people, processes, and technology. They bridge the gap between marketing and technology to put people at the heart of digital solutions, transforming how your customers interact with your brand. 
Clockworks Technology Consulting, experience design, and software development expertise makes them a full-service digital partner to help you design your customer experience, build an app, or connect all of your digital properties into one seamless system. If you're in need of major tech updates but aren't sure where to start, they'll help you figure that out, too. To learn more about how they've helped other businesses make digital transformation less painful, visit clockwork.com slash radio. Clockwork, digital done right. Hi, this is Laura. Thank you for listening to AM 950. People have been calling us and letting us know how important we are. We are here for you. You are here for us. As we look to the future, let's build a stronger local business economy. Do you know of a business that could benefit from connecting with the AM 950 audience? Is there a product or service that you wish you could buy from an AM 950 advertiser? Let us know. So call us with your ideas and suggestions. Our number is 952-946-8885. Also, we are an affordable forum of mass media. We offer a safe public place. So if you know of any group that might be interested in communicating via AM950, also let us know. Annual meetings, community outreach, public auctions, podcasts, spiritual well-being program, recovery. AM950 is able to air live or taped messages. AM950 also reaches people without internet. And remember, more people listen to radio than any other medium, about 92% of adults. So Radio Connects. If you want to know more, give us a call, 952-946-8885, or go to Laura at am950radio.com. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Howdy, Matt McNeil here, and I love Rudy Luther, and not just because of my love of the Toyota Sienna. I keep going back because of Luther's top-notch customer service. A great example of that is the Luther Advantage card. With every new and used vehicle purchase, you'll get three years of $0.10 off per gallon of gas at Holiday Station stores and $5 off the works car washes. The Luther Advantage card keeps you happy in your Rudy Luther vehicle, which in turn makes me and many others very loyal Rudy Luther customers. Find out more at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And support for this program comes from the law firm of Fredrickson and Byron. They're attorneys helping clients and the community navigate challenges and uncertainty. You can learn more about uh, this wonderful law firm at fredlaw.com. We have been talking about sweet potato pie and helping community heals, how they can heal one pie at a time. And we have had Rose McGee, her daughter Rosalind Harmon, and artist Jazalette Wandrick sharing about their experience in art, in pie making, in sharing, and communicating, and all sorts of great things. Um, Rose, I know you wanted to make a quick correction about your play. I'll let you start off with that. I, I do. Thank you. I really, I really enjoyed hearing um, the ladies talk about um, the past a little bit. It's good to hear. Um, we did not perform at the Fitzgerald. I wanted to make sure that you know no one heard that and go, "Oh, the Fitzgerald." No, it was actually the Great American History Theater, which is a great um, place. <laughs> actually, yeah, it's a very great place. We began at Concordia University, and I would be remiss uh, not to mention. Um, it was the Arts Us organization that Tony Carter, who's um, now chair of the uh, Ramsey County um, uh, Commissioners, um, who began the organization a long time ago uh, for the benefit of educators learning how um, to learn more about um, uh, our black history and also a venue for children to learn how to be storytellers and learning the history at the same time. So that was started by Tony Carter, and the very first storyteller was Melvin Carter, her son. Isn't that great? And it evolved into other other dynamic young people. Jeremiah Ellison, who's on the city council, we've seen a lot of him lately nationally. And, of course, his father is Keith Ellison and his mother is Kim Ellison, both very, very active, obviously. Um, began, he and his brothers, as, a, as children, 
with with this group and in the play. So the history of the Arts Us organization, which still is happening over in St. Paul, Anthony Galloway, who is um, dynamic, and and his wife Alana, they both were the lead characters in the play years ago as, as young people. Now they're married with children. So Roz talked about the romance. I guess we actually had real romance. <laughs> Maybe you inspired it. But I do want to get back because we only have a few minutes. I want to get back to the mission of Sweet Potato Comfort Pie and some of your suggestions. Yes. Um, when you go to the sweetpotatocomfortpie.org, go down to mission. Their mission is really incredible. Um, strengthen existing and nurture new relationships through the creation and distribution of sweet potato pies. The sweet potato mm-hmm. comfort pies are intentionally prepared with love and commitment to greater understanding, unity, and justice. You nourish storytelling, which is all part of the art of what you've created as well, and inspiring um, stories for the future. They offer comfort, gratitude, and solidarity during times of struggle. And your big words that you want are in the, in the big ingredients, community, celebration, conversation, comfort, and I love connection. Yes. So tell me, we've got a minute and a half. Give our our listeners just some really good ideas. I mean, should they just go bake a pie or how do they get involved? What should they do? Um, follow us and understand when to bake a pie. Mm-hmm. I don't um, want people, you know, using our brand and yep. just jumping out there making pies anytime they feel like it. No. We, we have order around that. So, and intention. I mean, you know, if, intention. If people want to make a pie, yeah, they can certainly make a pie anytime they want. But when we, um, it's a movement, and that's how we consider it as being. So making the pies are very intentional indeed. And uh, following the recipe, and certainly, you know, I tell people all the time, to make the personal uh, connection with the pie yours, you taste that batter as you're making it. Make sure it's tasting the way you know you would like for it to taste. You may decide, mm, I don't think I want as much sugar or I would like to add a little more of this or that. So that's kind of how, how we do it. I've got 30 seconds. Tell me about tea. Um, the teas are, Roz could probably tell you about those better than I can. Quick, uh, quick, quick. Tell me about tea, somebody. The next tea is coming up on Saturday, <laughs> Great. June 27th. And it's done by Zoom. So if interested, please let us know. And you, these were, yeah. It's going to be up on your website? <laughs> yes. All right. And check it out on Facebook, too. <laughs> My guess is it's going to be on Facebook and a great tea to be a part of. Thank you all for being part of our show today. 